Hello and welcome to episode one of The Old Health Show, where we're going to talk with experts about all the different ways that we can tackle our health issues that may slip your doctor's mind when you're asking them how to fix your chronic health condition, because I guess we can't expect them to know absolutely everything about anything. Um, It's just physically impossible. So we're bringing in experts in to chat about different alternative ways that we can uh, help our help our issues and um, my co-host Eve Swords and I are both battling chronic eczema uh, which led to the lovely condition called topical steroid withdrawal um, and so we're naturally going to talk a fair bit about uh, skin conditions um, but also plenty of the side effects that come along with them such as insomnia anxiety and a lack of confidence um, and there's resilience as well so we really want to bring in people to help us uh, battle those extra side effects but also people to help us understand the different things that we can be doing for our bodies for to, to help our, our internals so that they aren't giving us things like eczema um, or other skin conditions or other other issues altogether as well uh, so to get into the podcast um, my subject today is actually Eve uh, and I started the episode by asking her what she's excited about when we're doing the podcast together. I am, do you know what? After listening to your interview with Dr. Olivia, I, that is like, I'm so excited about that to learn, like learning more about alternative methods of healing mm. things like topical steroid withdrawal, I think is incredibly important because obviously clearly the pharmacy prescriptions were what put us here in the first place so Mm -hmm. it's amazing to be able to like learn more about alternative um methods of healing that aren't westernized i think is my most kind of exciting the thing that i'm excited for but then also you know things like the having a confident ex confidence expert on i know being like a young woman confidence is extremely affected you know your skin is literally the only thing on show about you <laughs> and so when the entire of your body is affected by whatever it be whether it be like tsw or acne um or anything it's it can be a real confidence like kind of damper so that's kind of what i'm excited for as well just learning learning how we can cope through these these parts of our lives yeah yeah absolutely it's um it's gonna be really yeah fun for us as well to learn about these yeah. things because i mean we'll probably get a year down the track and be like why was i doing that while trying to get through tsw i could have been <laughs> i could have been doing all these other things to help myself um yeah. and i was just doing the complete wrong way but it, it'll be um it'll be fun to learn that and um yeah i'm just really excited about being able to get some good info uh, out there, there already is amazing info um, online from the likes of Itsan and Scratch That, um, which are both sort of online resources. So they're doing incredible things. Um, we just really would like to help uh, and try and get that, uh, just help push it further and further and get into a few more, in front of a few more doctors, hopefully, because um, they're the ones that lack information. Speaking of, the other day, um, Karis, my partner, she jumped on the um, National Eczema Association's uh, website in, I think it's Australia's one. And mm-hmm. she jumped on there and been like, okay, come on, like this, this is, they've got to be doing something decent. Um, so at the top, I'm just going to get the website up actually, so I don't butcher this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, across the top, 
Uh, let's have a look at Australia. Here we go. National. Uh, sorry, it's. I think it's eczema.org.au. Okay. Uh, and there's a tab at the top called Managing Eczema. I feel like that's probably, if you're looking at this website, it's very busy. Um, if you're looking at it, you're probably like, okay, I'm going to go to Managing Eczema. Um, yeah. And then she went, she clicked on Downloadables and I think it's an Eczema Care Plan. So just bringing that up. And so on there, it's uh, there's not a single, um, single like warning on this eczema care plan it looks like something that you would give to your uh like your doctor would download and give to someone it's got like a name a date um Mm -hmm. and it's so it's talking about topical steroids it says topical steroid medications are the first line therapy to treat atopic eczema and have been widely used for more than 50 years they can reduce the inflammation of skin making it less red itchy and sore and are an aid preventing and infection. What? And are an aid in preventing an infection, which can be caused by scratching. Topical steroids work best if applied before other moisturizers. However, if you prefer, you can apply moisturizer uh, first. Um, Use on all eczema that is red and itchy, not just the worst bits. Stop when the skin is not red and itchy. Start again if your eczema returns. And then it just says on dark skin, eczema may look dark and rough, not red. Not a single thing on there about only use it for like seven days, which is what I think the uh, National Eczema Association in the UK says. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. I mean, that's better than what this says. It just says keep, there's no, no warning, like... Just keep applying and applying and applying. I mean, for someone like us who has red skin or had red skin all the time um, Mm -hmm. before we went through, before we started our withdrawal, like proper withdrawal where we cut all the steroids out, um, Mm -hmm. we would have just had red eczema all the time. It's it's so, so frustrating. infuriating. And the fact that they won't acknowledge it yeah. Even on the, in the slightest, it's in Australia. I mean, in the UK, I feel like we're coming on leaps and bounds. And well, it's amazing. No, okay, yeah. we're taking small steps. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not leaping and bounding. We're like tiptoeing compared but, um, to compared mm-hmm. to us. You're crossing the continent every like with each step. Like compared to Australia, yeah. it, you're making huge, <laughs> huge steps. Um, yeah, I think I think there's enough of us here that we're just causing a real stink, forcing yeah. them to forcing them to acknowledge us but yeah no that's terrible because that yeah with with tsw topical steroids literally one of the main symptoms is the red flush skin how are you supposed to ever distinguish that if the national or your eczema society is saying that that's one of the symptoms of eczema too like there's no yeah exactly exactly like there's no yeah and then they they say at the bottom Oral antibiotics or steroid medications may sometimes be needed to control infection in eczema that is not clearing up, uh, even after topical steroid use. So they're like, oh, well, if it's not working, we'll just give you highly addictive prednisolone um, or highly depending, whatever the word is, uh, on your body, prednisolone. It's just like, uh, come on. Um, And they, okay, in in all fairness, on their website... Right down the bottom, after all of their other information, which is just, ev- there's, oh, it's crazy how much info is on here. 
Um, uh -huh. There's a little blog here called Red Skin Syndrome is not eczema. That's right down the bottom. So there's no way anyone's going to see this. Definitely coming on here for issues. Like they talk about Dupixent and all kinds of other things, extra triggers, whatever, all over here. Um, but they uh, they talk about steroids and emollients, um, all kinds of different things way before they talk about any any TSW related stuff. So, I don't know, pissed off. But anyway, anyway, that's a little rant. Um, now, this interview is meant to be about uh, interviewing Eve and um, finding out all about her sort of uh, skin journey and she'll hopefully give us a little bit of advice as well about what sort of helped her uh, along the way as well. So um, just to start with, there's a question that you get, it's a burning, annoying question that you get all of the time. Why did you stop using the steroids if they were working? <laughs> oh, the question of the hour. I feel like it's the question of all hours, every hour, 24-7. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I was using steroids for topical steroids for 20 years pretty much I'm only 23 so that's like my whole life yeah and, um I um I was on the strongest I've been this was for my eczema and it was persisting it was coming back it was coming back it was coming back I'd be resistant to so for example the like least strong steroid and then they put me on a new strong steroid and then, then yeah. and a stronger steroid and a stronger steroid and so eventually I, I noticed on my hands the strongest steroid plus protopic mm -hmm. wasn't working my skin was just awful on my hands it was um cracked and it was sore and it was uh, my allergic reactions I couldn't touch anything so I would just blow up like it was <clears throat> awful and so my skin wasn't wasn't working with these steroids anymore. So I had no choice but to stop using them because yeah. they weren't working. So I I had to research myself why they weren't working because my doctors couldn't figure it out. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> they just wanted to put me on like um, what was it immunosuppressants? Like I was yeah. I can't. So yeah, I had to. I kind of did some research and then I came across. I think it was Itsan's page, itsan.org, and realized I was going through topical steroid withdrawal. So the reason I stopped using them, because everyone says, well, if your skin looks that good before, why did you stop using them? My skin only looked that good for like one day a week. The rest of yeah. the days, it was just horrific. I was constantly flaring all the time. So that's why I stopped using them because they weren't working anymore. I had consist, I had, my skin was not consistent. It was constantly really bad or really good. There was no like just standard normal skin. So yeah. yeah. It's um, yeah. it's funny because I get a similar question as well, and the oh, sorry about this. I'll put that. <laughs> um, I get that question as well, and it's the eczema. Like, in all honesty, for me anyway, but my eczema was better um when I was loading myself up with steroids, um, mm -hmm. but it was nowhere near as I guess comfortable, um as I am now and but mm. I had you had to go through that sort of stage where your, your skin gets worse um before mm -hmm. it does get better and I think that's where the people are getting confused they're like oh well, your skin was better when you just keep using him I mean it's surely I, a lot of people say surely it's not worth it <laughs> like, oh my god all the time <laughs> yeah can you tell us a little bit about just to sort of fast forward to now uh, and then we'll get mm -hmm. a bit more into your journey can you tell us a bit about like 
I guess, is your, is your life better now that you've gone through the withdrawal process um, than when you were you trying to use all the steroids to, to mask whatever? A 100%. <clears throat> if you'd asked me that question maybe six months ago, I might have disagreed. <laughs> um, but I'm, so I'm, I'll be a year on June the 1st like topical steroid free which feels incredible I don't have to when I'm leaving the house all I have to remember is a a light moisturizer like and that's like to sleep over at someone's house whereas before it would be it would be like my all of my emollients (laughs) all of my different moisturizers like aquaphor pseudocreme bandages like everything that you could possibly imagine I would be putting in my bag and then plus all the steroids that I was using so all of my antihistamines my topical steroids if I left the house without a topical steroid and I stayed at someone else's house for more than a night I would have a meltdown like I was I was so dependent on these creams that if I didn't have them, I knew my skin was going to go insane. Whereas even six months into withdrawal, where I was rusty and red and peeling off and just felt awful, I at least knew that if I went and stayed at someone else's house, my skin was going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. Still going to be red, crusty and horrible. Whereas like it was a consistent state of bad, bad, bad. And then now I can go and stay at, my girlfriend's house who has a dog you know I'm super allergic to dogs and it's different dust which how crazy is it that you can just react to different dust but anyway yeah wild yeah Yeah. so I mean I can go there and I know that even though my skin still looks a bit bad it's not going to look any worse in the morning because I've forgotten my steroids do you know what I mean so Mm. that is yeah I would say my quality of life is a hundred times better than it was when I was using the topical steroids, even if my skin doesn't look as good as it did right now. But it will. So Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only gonna get better and better. That's one thing that I think <laughs> exactly. we've learned is that it's it may you may have these little second flares and stuff here and there, but it just sort of as time goes on just gets better and, and better. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing. It's it's uh it's great to look back at a photo from a month ago or a couple of weeks ago and you're just like wow I actually have improved even though you're looking at yourself and you're like I don't think anything's changed I'm getting pissed off <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's because you see yourself in the mirror every time yeah. like, you look at yourself all the time so mm. and you're constantly like I know that I am like constantly looking at my hands like all the time like my hands are the worst part of me still and I'm constantly looking at it. I think oh they're never getting better then I look back at a picture that I took like three months ago where they are just oh, they look so bad. And I'm like, no, they are getting better, Eve. <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you be able to just give us like a, a brief sort of overview? Um, I think you sort of have already, but like a brief overview mm-hmm. of um, your sort of journey from starting with steroids, uh, younger life as, as a kid, like how you went through and how you battled eczema and like, did you have eczema all over your face and... Did you get, mm-hmm. and have any issues with teasing or anything like that at school and then moved to, into sort of a TSW, like uh, going through like the actual withdrawal process? Sure. So I'll try and keep it short because I know that I can, I can talk about myself a lot. I'm <laughs> very self-centered. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I just love talking. Um, so I, my, it's so, okay. When my mum was pregnant with me she mm-hmm. had an or like she got like a really bad rash it wasn't eczema we don't know to this day what it was we yeah. she can't figure it out she can't remember whatever so anyway she had this awful rash 
I was born and I came out the womb with a crust. I call it the crustache. I came out of the womb with this like wow. thick scab all over my upper lip and like red raw skin. So yeah. I've had eczema since I, well, I had eczema when I was born. Like it, yeah. I came out the womb with eczema. Mm-hmm. And so I was being treated. I think I got put on hydrocortisone when I was like one and a half. Wow. So I was just a little baby. And yeah. um, so, and I was being treated with wet, wet wraps. So to mm-hmm. increase the potency of the steroid, you obviously wet wrap the, your skin, yeah. right? Which is just insane. But <laughs> so um, I used to go to the park. I, rem- like, I, I remember my mum telling me this with all, I'd wear like a little t-shirt and a little skirt and then I'd have all of my bandages on like uh-huh. a little mummy and all the yeah. other kids would obviously find that very strange and they would just stare at me like, who is this mummy on the swing? Like, <laughs> what? And so I would get really upset and like, I remember like, um, as I kind of got into secondary school, my skin improved a lot sort of kind of from the ages of like, I would say like five to... 15 so that 10 year period I was still using the steroids but not as often it wasn't a huge problem I was avoiding allergens like I knew what my allergens were so it was kind of easy but we got we had a dog at home so I was still suffering and um yeah so I got to a sort of the age of I would say like between like 13 I think it probably started where my ex began to came back I think like puberty hormones it just began to like kind of flare again and so I got Mm. put on I think it was like the one stronger I I know we have different names for our steroids because of you're in Australia and I'm in the UK but for UK which is hydrocortisone I think it was Betnovate which is the second like the next one um so I got put on or Elecon one of the two yeah and I was using this for maybe I would say like three or four years and then I would say I began to sort of use it weekly like I was putting it on regularly at this point and I started to notice that on my forehead my forehead was getting so dry like it was really 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 dry and I was like oh my gosh like this is so embarrassing I was training to be a professional uh, performer at the time so in performing arts like this is what I wanted to do so mm. your face and your skin is super important like you can't have like just crusty skin on show so I'm thinking oh geez so I'm I go back to the doctors and they give me um I was 16 at this point and they gave me protopic. So that that's like an, it's a, it's not actually an immunosuppressant. It's an immunobobulate. It's not an immunobobulate. That's not what it's called, but it sounds like it. It's similar. Immunobobulator. Um, that sounds so that is, made up. That is what we're calling it from now on. Yeah, cool. That's perfect. Um, yeah, so I got put on um, protopic, um, which acts like an immunosuppressant. And I remember the first time I put it on and it burned. And I was like, surely not surely this is not yeah, meant wow. to be the way mm. but it is it's meant to burn right so you can't go in direct sunlight you can't drink alcohol when i was 16 that was like the time to be yeah. drinking alcohol like going out to parties like house exactly. parties and getting wasted so <laughs> i stopped using the protopic and then i noticed i was getting a really red flush face and i could the only way i can describe it is that every couple of days after stopping using the steroids and the protopics i was like if I didn't use either of them, I would get like a crumbling face. It's the only oh, way wow. I can describe it. Yeah. Like it would, I think at the time it was weep, but I used to call it like a crumbling face where it would obviously like weep overnight and I'd wake up and it would be like all falling off my face. Oh, like yeah. all yeah, my I skin like would just crumble off, right? Mm. And, it, and I had like swollen eyes and swollen lips. 
I'm absolutely sure that when I was 16, that's when I started going through topical steroid withdrawal. Like, yeah. And I just continued using the steroids right up until the age of 20, 21, which is when I found out about topical steroid withdrawal, 21, 22. Yeah. So that's like a short overview. But yeah, I've always struggled with my skin, always struggled with confidence. I like, I used to, like, my hands are so wrinkly from using steroids my whole life. And that was always a massive, like, insecurity for me because they were so wrinkly and gross. And I, lo- I felt like I looked like an old lady. Like, I would go to my <laughs> nail lady. She'd be like, can I take a picture of your nails? And I'd be like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that's going on your Instagram. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, I've really struggled with my confidence in my skin my whole life. And it's, I look at, I don't know if you feel like this, but, like, I will watch other people walk down the street and like or like just sat on the train and their skin is so clear and i'm Mm. in awe i am literally like oh my gosh you have beautiful skin and it's just like an all regular person (laughs) just like (laughs) staring at their skin (laughs) it's like why are you staring at me weird lady (laughs) literally and i'm like oh so jealous (laughs) oh me too it is yeah you look at people and you're just like your skin is perfect like it is yeah i I do get very jealous um i constantly tell my partner karis all the time how good her skin is um i just constantly want to touch my partner like not even in a weird like not even like a sexual way It's like when you get that one little patch of like nice clear skin and you just like, you just touch it and you're like, oh my God. (laughs) I, cause recently my face has, I don't know what it's done, but it's done a 180. I I don't know what's happened, but it's just cleared up. And my back, my face and my back, I feel great. But literally, I think a couple of days ago, my girlfriend was like tickling on my my shoulder or something and normally mm. obviously when you touch our skin it's just like rough bumpy crumbles yeah. off as you like touch it like just <laughs> it's like gross and she was like eve and i was like what and she was like i can feel your skin she was like it's so soft she was oh my god it feels like a baby and i was like <laughs> <laughs> that is that's is so nice like that is the best yeah. compliment you can get you're just like from someone else uh being like yeah. your skin is amazing it feels like a baby that that's that's what we're all hoping for that's what we're all yeah. trying to get back to yeah um yeah one thing that i think that was just worth like touching on that you mentioned is that your you you think that your sort of tsw started at 16 um i think mm. that's where the narrative really needs to change around tsw tsw doesn't start when we stop using steroids it's Mm. it starts when your body becomes dependent on it and you have to use them regularly and so many people i think like i didn't realize that until a couple of weeks ago like that was i was just like oh wait the the narrative that we have is just completely wrong Mm, yeah no totally and i think also something that i should probably clarify i say tsw but i know a lot of people use topical steroid addiction for mm. pre-TSW. So I think... Okay. So I th- I think that... So, like, I was addicted to the steroids at 16. So I was going through topical steroid addiction. And then I think when I stopped using the steroids, that was obviously the withdrawal. Because that was me, like, fully aware that I am no longer using them. I am going through a withdrawal mm-hmm. process. I think the addiction was seeing the side effects of what the topical steroids were doing to my skin yeah so yeah i was addicted by the age of 16 maybe even earlier i don't know but that's that's like the pinpoint i can remember going to work one day waking up and i would put makeup over my skin like i would literally put makeup over my raw skin because it was so terrible 
And that was definitely, I remember one distinct day waking up and being, my skin was horrific. My eyes were bulging out my head, like the swelling. So that's like definitely, yeah, I think something that needs to be acknowledged is that it's not just, I'm not just, you don't just start withdrawing randomly one day because you decide that your skin's addicted. No, you don't. Mm, It's years of, of addiction. And because no one... Sorry, that was a really loud car. I live right <laughs> on the high street. I've got single glazed windows. It's really not great in here. But um, yeah, for sleep that'll yeah, be hard. So. <laughs> I have earplugs. I'm prepared. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it yeah, is. So. It is. Um, yeah, I think it's something that we need to chat about more and more because that and try and change the narrative around it because. Yeah, you really do start, you withdraw at a, at a younger, like, well, not a younger age, well, you do, but mm. it, you start it a lot earlier on than when you're um, cutting out all those steroids. Mm, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Let's do a little bit to sort of just to get to know you. Um, like when you're sort of not uh, bedridden and going through TSW, um, like what do you love to do? What are, what are some of your hobbies? That's a great question. Do you know what I was thinking about this the other day? <clears throat> so I trained, as I said earlier, I trained to be a musical theatre. So obviously I loved dance, but obviously when I started going through topical steroid withdrawal, didn't dance anymore. And I don't think I have any real hobbies now. <laughs> so long. I make TikToks. Let's turn into a hobby. I really... It's ter- it really has turned mm. into a massive hobby. Like it, it's taking over my life, but I love it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I say that's probably like, I don't really have a lot of time for hobbies because I work full time and I do TikTok, which is turning into like almost full time with like yeah. emails and stuff. But um, I really, really enjoy, I just love like listening to music. I love exercising. I'm just a pretty chill person. I, I like going out. I like going out to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Could that yeah. be class as a hobby? <laughs> Absolutely. Going to the pub is, is a great hobby. Yeah. It's a good sense of community, yeah. hanging out with people, yeah. socializing. Great. Yeah. Getting drunk. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been able to drink going through TSW. That was something that um I couldn't do. I also, no, okay, one of my hobbies, watching any kind of documentary on Netflix. Okay, cool. It's like the main hobby. <laughs> yeah, can you give um, the, our fellow TSW sufferers who are, who are out there, like, sitting in on their couch and just can't move, uh, can you give them any, yeah. um, any docos that they would love to watch? Oh, my gosh, that's putting me on the spot, but uh, yeah, there's it is. a few. There's so many on Netflix. I love the, um, the true crime docuseries. Oh, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> the true crime docuseries. Um, there's one that was called, it's called, like, Bad Neighbours or something, and it's okay. all about, no, or, like, Bad Housemates or something, and it's all about um, people who move in with other people and then they turn out to be, like, psychopaths, like, actual psychopaths. Oh, wow. They're, like, move in with strangers, and they're just, like, they're, like, murderers or, like like serial squatters it's yeah. so interesting doesn't that make <laughs> you like my nervous now that you've moved into a share house i'm not gonna lie i watched it like two weeks before i moved into the share <laughs> okay, house and i was terrified <laughs> i was terrified <laughs> luckily they're very normal people so it's fine yeah cool but i was absolutely terrified moving in because i was like that's it i'm gonna die i'm just gonna be <laughs> murdered by my own housemate but no yeah i love anything like that or there's um I watched a really, really good documentary the other day about um oh David Attenborough's coming out with a new one about oh, um about dinosaurs. Cool. Everybody needs to watch that. Anything David yeah. Attenborough, I'm there for. 
national treasure. <laughs> he is. He really is. He's a world treasure. We are. We yeah. yeah. I think everyone would try and claim him to be part of their country, but um, he's uh, he's, he's British. Awesome. He is. He's British. he's definitely. British. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Um, he yeah. Yeah, he's a national treasure, and um, we love what he does. He's doing heaps of stuff around um, environmental stuff now, which he didn't do for a long time. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think mm. his whole mantra of I want to give people the resources before I leave this planet to save the planet, I think it's just so yeah. selfless. I, it's wild to me. It's amazing. He could be living out his years in retirement, but no, he's out here traveling the world, making documentaries to try and save the planet. Yeah, because what like people when he's not ever going to be here for. So yeah, because how, how old is he now? He's like he's ninety, I think. Is he okay? Like, I didn't want to say it. I, I thought he was ninety. I didn't want to say it in case he was yeah. heaps younger. <laughs> no, be... he is really no. He's definitely definitely eighty, ninety around that mark. Yeah, he's really. Which is amazing he's, that he's still he going is a di- strong. Maybe they can make a dinosaur about, I mean, a documentary <laughs> about dinosaurs about him. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> he is. He really is. Um, just going back to TSW, um, what, uh, apart from sort of the physical effects that you've had on your skin, um, how has your, the rest of your life been affected by, uh, first by eczema um, and then mm-hmm. TSW as well? Yeah, sure. So I think um, eczema just the confinement of it I feel like is just the worst like you can't you can't uh, so if you've got certain allergens which 99% of people with eczema do like they have certain triggers like food triggers luckily I don't suffer from food but environmental triggers a big one for me and so I couldn't stay at anyone else's house like I couldn't Mm. even you know I couldn't go to sleepovers with my friends when they were all going to sleepovers because I would be scared that my skin would flare up or, you know, it was going on holiday was always a nightmare because I was terrified that my skin was going to flare up. So you live, a, it's a very kind of lonely experience because you're constantly in fear that you're going to flare. So it's just, it's really scary and not very nice. With TSW, I would say the main, <clears throat> the one, and like, if, you watch my TikToks, like the main one for me is the sleep. Like I really, really struggled with my sleep. I would get, I'm not a good sleeper anyway. I've always suffered with like minor insomnia and I had like insomnia as a child. Yeah. So I already don't sleep well. And then it would be like just awful. Like you get to nighttime and I think that's when your histamine levels are highest and also your cortisol levels are the lowest or something. So like between the hours of like in the evening, like eight to 10 or whatever it is, um you don't sleep you just can't you it's impossible to sleep you can't sleep you're so itchy constantly you're yeah. lying there you know it's the time where your brain is going at 100 miles an hour thinking i'm never going to get better you know i'm all alone and so you get to a state of delirium where you're try- i was trying to work full time on 2 hours mm. of sleep every night and it just it was just horrific the no sleep yeah i would say it was definitely the worst part and also just like looking in the mirror and not recognizing yourself I think is really hard like yeah grieving what you used to so you're going through a grief process of what you used to look like compared to what you look like now and going through the camera roll and looking at the old pictures of when your skin looked like almost normal and then you look in the mirror and you're like that's not the same person it was a real feeling of like dysphoria like it's horrible it's really yeah. not nice i think 
it's probably also one of the, the pain I could deal with. I mean, it's horrific, but I've got a high pain tolerance. I've always dealt with eczema. So yeah. the pain was, I would say in comparison to the mental, the mental aspect was not as bad. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty much and the worst. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I can relate to a lot of that. It's, um, yeah, it's funny. It's like we all, everyone's journey is different. Um, but it's, there's a lot of similarities as you, uh, mm. go through it. Um, a lot of similar things that we go through. Um, and I think a lot of the mental things is very similar that like the skin might be all different, but the mental side of stuff is it's, um, yeah, it's really tough. Um, mm. so it's amazing that you've been, it managed to stick it out for almost 12 months. We're nearly there. Um, which is incredible, uh, and get to where you were. Um, we have a lot of sort of mums uh, with young children or even babies sort of like following us on TikTok mm. and asking us questions. Um, looking back at your skin journey, is there something that you wish you knew or you wish your parents knew and did differently at all? Yeah, I think I wish that I had been allergy tested. I think that's probably one of the biggest ones for me. I wish that there had been more research into what my my triggers were. Yeah. In order to figure out why I was having this awful skin condition rather than topical steroids being the first port of call. I I wish that cuz I can't blame my I know that some people like have struggled with like blaming their parents for giving it to them when they were babies. I don't blame my mum. You're going to listen to your health care professional she's a nurse like it's what she knows it's you have to put all your trust in your doctors what else are you supposed to do Mm. especially in england like with the nhs and stuff it's free like it's it's such a good service it's just such a shame that that's the first point of course so yeah i guess like just like i wished that there had been more research into my triggers that i didn't have to have the topical steroids in the first place and that there was more awareness into what using them long term could happen could result in definitely um it's yeah because there, there's just so little info out there um we like my parents were just were the same they'd give me their steroids and it was mm-hmm. just yeah it was a, it was the easy way they kind of worked like especially when we were younger they, they they worked a bit um yeah so it's a it's a really interesting um one to look at and thing to look back at. I do, it's it's really mean, but I do tease my mum every now and then, being like, "Thank you for giving me X and She gets so sad. <laughs> that is horrible. It is horrible. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think yeah, the allergens is a good thing for me. Is a is, like that's a good thing to test. Um, but also having a look at alternative um, methods, mm. I think is is definitely great. Um, and finding when you look at alternative methods, don't just go to any alternative doctor, um, find someone who's a specialist in what your skin condition is and, or a specialist in whatever you're going through, whether it be sleep or whatever, find that person out there that is in the industry, well known for being an expert, say it's a Chinese medicine TSW expert, which I've been lucky enough to find, or it might be a Ayurveda um, sleep expert, like find that person mm. who is not just a general, yeah. cause like 
I guess if you just go to a, any sort of Ayurveda or Chinese medicine or or whatever, um, and I hope I'm saying Ayurveda right. I'm, I might be completely butchering. Oh, I'm not that. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, if you just go to a general person, it's going like going to your doctor. It's a mm. um, that person is just meant to know a general. Um, knowledge about everything uh, because they got to deal with the million people going to see them all, every year and whatever um, and yeah. they've got all different issues so there's no way they can be an expert but when you do go and find that person um, find find an expert they they'll help a lot for sure um, yeah definitely and I think that's what this podcast is going to be so important for <clears throat> is getting on those expert voices for people who wouldn't necessarily be able to maybe afford financially those services yeah. or they're in a different part of the world. Like, you know, yeah, I think that's something that, yeah, another regret of mine going through TSW is that I didn't find experts <clears throat> sooner. Like I, I didn't really have any treatment. <laughs> I just kind yeah. of all dogged it the whole way through. I was <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> You've done it the hard way. Um, the really, yeah. really hard way. It's, um, yeah. It's amazing. Um, one thing that you did mention to me, like that, I thought was really uh, amazing, was your progress of moisturizers from sort of when you started mm. to to sort of now. Can you sort of give us a bit of an overview of how that went? Yeah, I'd love to talk about this because I get comments maybe every day. Have you seen At Control Skin? He does no moisture treatment. Maybe you should try that too. <laughs> You're the bane of my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think that's kind of how we met. Um, it was. It literally is. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> it was me being like, yeah, he's a great guy and he's doing great things with his skin. But it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. Uh, no. Yeah. So I, um, I, it's something that I'm quite passionate about and I've come mm. up. I saw a name, I'm not going to take the credit because it wasn't me who came up with it, but someone on Facebook, uh, one of the Facebook groups, which I never go on, but I just happened to like pop on at one point. Facebook groups is a whole podcast episode. I feel like we could talk yeah. about this. Yeah. I have so much to We've say about We've got plenty that anyway, we could talk about. There's going to be more of these Eve, sure. Eve episodes. <laughs> Eve episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I like that <laughs> uh no I'm kidding <laughs> so um so yeah so I saw someone calling it full moisture treatment so instead of NMT it was yeah. FMT and I was like I love that so um yeah the reason that I chose to use um moisturizers is because I'm a pussy <laughs> I can hack the no moisture treatment I um yeah I didn't like the idea of having I was like I'd rather do it slow and long mm. and moisturize than just try NMT and hope that it works and get better quicker because I just couldn't cope. I was working full-time I didn't have time yeah. to like be in so much pain so with no moisture treatment obviously you're not using any moisturizers your skin cracks a lot more it's a lot more painful using moisturizers it, it, it kind of alleviates that the pain of the dryness and you know I also really enjoy trying new products I'm not gonna lie it's something that I've always been quite passionate about I love trying new skincare products I wasn't willing to like rule it out completely I must emphasize that it moisturizes there is no moisturizer on this planet that is going to heal you from topical steroid withdrawal it just helps yeah. with the process personally so that's why I decided to use the moisturizers in the first place and um 
what I decided to do was when I got to a point where I felt like, okay, I'm seven months in, I think it was, I was like, I'm seeing improvement. You do heal using moisturizers as in you will heal the same as someone else who isn't using moisturizers. It might be a bit slower, but, um, I was like, okay, well, I'm sick of putting on six layers of moisturizer every single day and covering myself. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try and wean myself off the moisturizers. So as my skin was getting better, obviously naturally you aren't going to need as many moisturizers because you're not cracking as much. Your skin isn't as red. It's not as dry. So I was like, okay, I'll go from putting six layers on a day to five layers on a day. And then I'll go to four layers. And now I now I'm trying lighter and lighter moisturizers. So instead of using an emollient, I'm using just like a regular lotion. And then like, Mm. instead of putting Aquaphor on my face, I'm just using a regular moisturizer that's still really hydrating and introducing things like hyaluronic acid and like um, AHAs and stuff like that, which I still don't really understand. But I'm just like experimenting a little bit more with like what I can put on my skin. And I've noticed that my skin can tolerate so much more than it could even with using the topical steroids like I can now put on fra- if I wanted to I don't but if I wanted to I could probably put fragrance products on my face because wow. it's like the most healed part of me yeah. so yeah um, I'm down now to using like really light moisturizers and I haven't really seen anyone else do that or like talk about it but like that is kind of where I'm at now is that I've moisturized the whole way through and now I'm able to only use it like a regular human being would pretty much just like out the sh- out the shower so yeah, sorry, motorbike. <laughs> we might not even hear it on the um on the recording. Oh, Hopefully, I hope not. I well, hope not. <laughs> if not, it, it gives us a an idea for those people listening of where Eve is sitting. So background noise, mm. it's sets the scene. Um, yeah, we're giving some ambiance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, with that's that's all that we have sort of time for today uh, on this Eve episode. Sure. Um, but we will definitely <laughs> have some more Eve episodes coming soon because um, she has a so much to talk about. Um, because like, we didn't even touch me. on addiction um, and all the addictions that we have as yeah. um, as someone who's going through a skin condition. Um, it's yeah, we didn't even, both of us didn't even realize we'd had an addiction until we started going through our full withdrawal process. So, um, I think that's something that we'll definitely chat about and there's plenty more as well. So, um, thank you so much for your time, Eve, and thank you for coming on and, uh, sharing your journey with us and being very, um, candid. Um, I think that's the word. I'll get better. I feel at my like words that's just me. <laughs> it's just I'm just a colloquial girl. I have no no filter. So yeah. I feel like with with the podcast, you can expect just no filter. There's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be getting right into it. But no, we'll definitely have to also do an episode where I interview you because I yeah. want to hear all about your journey too. So yeah, I think that's definitely gonna be coming up. A, a Jordan sewed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think everyone's going to hate these names that we've come up with, but I love them. <laughs> they are. They're going to like be like saying, please don't say that ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, again, thank you so much. And uh, I'll chat to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Ciao. This podcast was brought to you by Control Skin, where we are challenging health and gaining freedom co-hosted and co-produced by Eve Swords and myself Jordan Hendy. Social media is by Kara Stapley and Jordan Hendy and 
the audio and video was edited by Jordan Hendy. Intro and outro music is Sneakers by Aves. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to find more information about Control Skin, visit controlskin.com. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast and you would like to watch the video, you can do so on YouTube. And from episode two, you'll be able to watch all episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Have a wonderful day and happy healing.